What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Bradley, and welcome back to the podcast. This show is about real topics for real people, and today's episode is all about creatives, and more specifically, the way that creatives are undervalued in the workforce, um, and the way that their services are undervalued. I just want to say I'm back. I'm back from vacation. The podcasts are back. We're going to get rolling uh, Tuesday, or excuse me, Monday and Thursday, the days for the uploads. Hopefully we can stay consistent and get the ball rolling again. I want to bring some guests on the podcast and want to do like a Q&A type podcast. And so we'll see how that goes. Uh, before I actually get into the episode, I do want to say uh, please share the podcast if you can. Please leave a review if you're listening on any service where you can review the podcast. Please leave a review. And even if you're sharing it with one, just one person or your small little review, it, it helps get exposure. It helps bring this podcast to more people, and that helps me. And that would be supporting a creative, which is what this episode is about and how I put in a lot more effort than just the 15-minute episode that you hear. You know, I just don't click play and talk for 15 minutes and then I'm done. There is more effort. There's actually a lot more effort and there was a lot of effort setting this podcast up. I learned a lot. So just right there, you know, support a creative, whatever you can do. Repost it on SoundCloud, share it on any social media, share it in person. Uh, just get the word out there. That would mean a lot to me. So uh, thank you. We'll get right into the podcast. So this episode is all about the undervaluement, I don't even know if that's a word, the undervaluement of a creative, um, no matter what the service is. So for me, I do, uh, I'm a product designer or an aspiring, I want to be a product designer, uh, which is user interface and user experience design, which you're going to see in app design and web design and things like that. Um, and so one may see the Netflix interface and think nothing of it and that's because it's extremely good you don't you only think about an interface when it's bad when that interface is not doing its job and it's not a seamless design it's not a seamless um i don't know you know if you understand what i'm saying if it's seamless you're not going to think about it but if it is not seamless you're going to complain and bicker why why isn't this working you go to websites like that all the time um, you know, poorly designed websites, and that's what you're going to see, and that's because the thought is not there, the user is not what is in mind, it might not be responsive, whatever. So just right there, there is some creative work in telling a story through that um, design or, or giving the user a, an amazing experience, a seamless experience while the design looks good, and those are all important, and right there you can see that there's so much more behind the scenes going on in that field and that specific creative field than one may imagine or one may know. For me, the most common place I see uh, this issue or like this, the undervalue piece there uh, in the world that I live in, I guess, or in the things that I'm associated with are logo designers or just kind of graphic designers in general, but logo designers that are like up and coming and also photographers. So I'll start with photography. For a photographer, you go and do an hour shoot. Now, that shoot only took an hour, and then let's just say, you know, your gas there. So let's just say an hour and a half. You took 15 minutes to get to the spot. 
He did an hour shoot with multiple uh, multiple outfits for the the uh, model. The model was wearing multiple outfits, so whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It takes an hour. They change different spots, but it's all like one park or something, or all at one little spot, just from different angles. Blah blah blah. And so you got an hour and a half, fifteen minutes there, fifteen minutes back, and an hour there. So when you're charging fifty dollars, which is very cheap, so let's say when you're charging a hundred dollars for that shoot. Why are you doing that? And so if you want to look at it at an hourly base, there's a lot more there than that hour and a half. For me, if I'm shooting a model for an hour, I'm probably going to have three to 400 photos because that's how I like to shoot. I like to shoot a lot of photos to try to get the most natural look out of the model that I can. Um, so let's say I want a photo of them running their hand through their hair. There's kind of two approaches you can do. There's one approach where you get them to run their hand through their hair and stop, and then you take photos of that. So, you know, in the picture, you're going to see them stopped and they're looking or, and they're, you know, looking at the camera, looking off and running their hand through their hair, or you can take 10 photos or 15 or 20 photos and and they just continuously keep running their hand through their hair in just one big cycle. And that's what I like to do because you're going to get a natural look and like it is going to be natural. Now, maybe if they've done it five times in a row, it's not going to be natural. But on that first, uh, you know, run through their hair, their second, it's going to look natural. And so you can see how the photos start to build up. And then through that, my editing process is going to be going through all 300, 400 photos I took and picking the best ones. So now out of the three, 400, I probably have a hundred, probably a hundred. So then after that, I'm going to edit all a hundred of those. Now I'm not going, I'm probably going to, they're going to be, you know, in groups with these all have similar lighting. And so I'm going to basically apply a preset that I've created for this shoot for that specific lighting and paste it to all of them and adjust them. So it does speed it up. By the way, there's another few hours editing. So now we're at, let's say, five hours and you charged $50 and you're making $10 an hour, which is barely above minimum wage. I can go work at a retail store and make $10 an hour. And all I'm doing is scanning items and pressing buttons on a computer to check people out, which takes more knowledge and effort it's obvious to me that the photographer that's going through all this effort and they learned how to edit and they learned how to shoot and the composition and they learned the controls on their camera and how to shoot in manual and what um, having a longer shutter speed is going to do and all of these things and how to get better bouquet, all these things, that person is now making the same amount off that shoot as someone who works at a retail store and that, that makes no sense. Now that person puts five hours in and charges $100 and now they're making $20 an hour. That is a lot better. A professional photographer is going to gonna charge so much more due to they're probably going to offer more. They're probably going to have better equipment, more equipment, um, things like that. So I hope that that makes sense and that the, the photography example there. Another example would be a logo designer. So you go to an agency and you hire a logo designer and that designer finishes your logo, which typically if you're going to an agency, you're going to get like brand identity and strategy and a logo all together. But for this example, let's just say that you're going and you're, you're getting the logo. All you get is a logo. So 
when you get that logo, let's say the designer can design a concept. They're going to have probably multiple concepts. I'm not really sure, but let's say they design one concept that you love, the first concept, and they do that in an hour or two hours, but they charged you $500. Um, so you're like, well, what the hell? I just paid you five to $250 per hour. There's no way you're that good. Well, the thing is, is you're not paying them for those hours. And with a creative service, you have to get away from that hourly based pay. I'm not saying that all the time you should not be paid um, based on the hours put in. But you're paying that designer for the experience. If they didn't have the experience to create a good logo with good ratios and everything like that, then if they didn't have that experience and that knowledge, they could not have done it in an hour or two. So that 30 years that they've been designing logos and they've been designing um, or just being a graphic designer, designing advertisements, whatever it is, that 30 years, that has gave them the experience. That's what you're paying for. You're paying for the knowledge that they have that you don't. Another thing is um, lots of times there's creative services that do pro bono work. So whether that's like making a website for a nonprofit company, which even then it's like, eh, it's pro bono, like, it's a lot of effort going into this. It's usually you just want to charge like a lower wage. So what well, my point is, is with pro bono work, if the creative person is coming to you to do a photo shoot. So I'm saying, hey, can I can I can you model for me and I take pictures of you and uh, so I can use them for my portfolio. That's great. You should not expect to pay because they're asking you to do them a favor of modeling to get them content. But if you were asking them for a logo or for a website or for a, um, for a, you know, photography, a shoot, a photo shoot, then you should expect to pay. You're using their creative services and I hate to hear, oh, I could do that. It's not even that good. I could do that. Well, one, if you could do it, why aren't you doing it? And two, if it's not that good, why are you asking me? Why are you pursuing me to do something for you? Another thing is with friends. Um, so for friends who, oh, he's my friend. He'll, he'll shoot photos of me for free. But like, don't you want to support your friends? For example, I have, I'm about to put a bunch of prints up on my site. Or I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to put prints up and people are, are hopefully going to buy them. Now, these prints, they're, I, you know, I shot these prints. Uh, I went to the place to shoot the prints or to shoot the photos that are going to be prints. And I put in a lot of work. And as a friend, like, why would you not want to support me and help me with my business and my life? Because... Anyone who knows me and anyone who I would call a friend knows I'm not going to school and I'm trying to pursue stuff by myself. I'm trying to be self-taught, which I am a self-taught designer and I am a self-taught photographer and I'm so proud of those things. Why would you not want to help me if you're a friend? And that, that's like what I think, like don't undervalue your friend's work, like be a hype man, like you should be so happy and excited for them. For example, my girlfriend has been making scrunchies and she's selling them for an extremely cheap price. And part of me, and I think part of her, is very worried that if she were to charge more, she's sewing them and whatever, buys the fabric, cuts it, sews it, whatever. Um, but part of me thinks that if she upped the prices 
to a reasonable price, like she is charging way too little, to a reasonable price, people would not buy it because it's it's too much. But they're not thinking that, holy, holy shit, this girl is my age and she, you know, bought the materials and the sewing machine and she is making things and creating things by herself. Like she taught herself this. She watched videos on YouTube, taught herself, and now she remembers it and she could teach someone. She could teach me. She's doing it all by herself and she's trying to, you know, create something like that. She's made hundreds of dollars of extra money doing something that she enjoys. And so she was just going to give someone a scrunchie for free and that person gave them $5, one of my friends, Connor, he gave her $5, just, and he told her, and I just wanted to support your business, and Connor's parents own a business, and Connor works at a small business, a local business, and Connor wants to be an entrepreneur, so he understands that small business is business like a business is never really just going to blow up overnight i mean it happens but small businesses you know they work and there's more to it and connor saw that and a lot of people do see that but a more people do not see that and more people don't care to see that more people don't care to try to support you more people would rather just kind of float on by and ignore the fact that you're putting in this effort and they're undervaluing what you're doing. They're saying that they can do it too. And I'm not saying that they can't do it too. But they don't know how to do it right now. And they're not as good as me right now. And that is my issue with creatives being undervalued. And as someone who performs creative services, whether I'm good at them or not, I understand and want to support other creatives. I want to help those people. I want to work for those people or work with those people and help them grow and I want them to help me grow and I want it to be um, kind of a community and a family thing with local creatives such as myself. To give a recap, there is more that goes into creative services than one may think. There is so much knowledge with that person and experience and practice and a lot of people don't see it that way they see what's on the face they see the photographer clicking the button on the camera they don't see the photographer changing the settings on the camera there yeah there's auto mode on a dslr or a point and shoot or a mirrorless whatever but it's not ever going to be better than shooting in manual if someone knows how to shoot in manual and how to control the settings yeah, there's sites like Squarespace and Wix to create your own website. But if you hire a designer who can give you a unique, uh, non-template feel and design to your website, isn't that going to be better? That can tell a story through a more creative, personal level than those sites. Isn't that going to be better? Sure. Some places, you know, hiring someone who's not as good or building your website yourself is 100% better. Like, without a doubt, using Squarespace for someone who doesn't make a ton of money on uh, through their business or something, that's a great idea. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying that you can do it yourself, but is it going to be as good as someone who practices and has experience and knowledge about that? And don't undervalue that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that there's other people out there trying to make something for themselves. Um, and there are lots of creative people that are naturally talented and don't have to practice as much as others and can be as good or better than them. 
but there are also a lot of creative people who don't have this natural talent and have to practice and practice to perfect their craft. So think about what you are really paying for when you hire a designer or a creative, whether that's a painter or you're buying a painting or a photographer or a logo designer or anything. Like I'm, I'm, it could be a hairdresser. Like honestly, there's creative things that go into that. Like it could be all these things there's more than just at the face and this is with more than just creatives but i see creatives undervalued all the time especially photographers and designers because those are the people that i associate with and follow on social media and i see them get undervalued and i see the messages that people send them so really think about what's there and what they're doing and think about what you're truly paying for not just what's on the face not just what's on the outside hope you guys learned something today i hope it broadened your horizons and you thought about it thank you so much for listening i'm so excited to be back and making podcasts again i hope you can hear the smile on my face Uh, again please share the podcast with someone please leave a review Uh, any of that would be great that would make my day and um, any exposure any help you can do to help me i'm sure that in any way i can i will give that back Uh, For all of you that want to show me your creative service or um, something that you do and would like me to help support it, whether that's an exposure thing or a donation or a purchase or something, you can find me on social media at Noah Briley. Um, And I do want all of you to try to think about helping a local artist or a local creative or a friend that is doing something different they're they're trying to make it in this way or that way anything you can like that go ahead and try to help them i promise you it will mean the world thank you guys so much for listening we'll be back thursday i'm not exactly sure on the topic yet but i'm sure it'll be a good one i hope you guys enjoyed this one i'll see you thursday deuces